Welcome to Old Ass Movie Reviews, Episode 4, August 3rd, 2020. This week we are reviewing Eat My Dust, starring Ron Howard. Okay, this week's movie, um, Eat My Dust, Ron Howard, uh, Roger Corman film. <laughs> Sorry, that was me. It's, it's all good. Um, it was, for me, a movie I couldn't turn away from. It... <laughs> I had to watch as people just flailed about, spoke in funny accents. Um, it was... Okay, I'm going to start right off with the good. The camera okay, work. Good. The camera work. Um, it was great. It was neat. They mounted the cameras on the front of cars, gave a sense of speed. It was kind of cool. Um, and that's where the good ends. Uh, <laughs> the dialogue, the acting oh my god it was it was so bad um but um would i watch it again quite possibly (laughs) i'd like to see if there's anything that i lost or 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 didn't spot in this that that made it even more interesting um i feel pretty much the same way you felt i i think i texted you and apologized yes um I'll stick with maybe a movie that I know I've seen next time, but I haven't seen in many, 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 many years. Oh, a surprise like is always good. <laughs> I'd like to try and find stuff that I've never seen, especially for the both of us. Right. Then we could go, oh, look, we've both never seen this. And I vaguely, vaguely want to say I may have saw this when I was a kid. At, um, it made an impression. Right? Yeah, and you know, I just remember Ron Howard being in it from my childhood. So it's like, oh, the Wolfie Cunningham's in it. You know, good. Um, but no, it wasn't good. It wasn't. <laughs> it, was, it. Here's the it thing. Was, I think, at its base, there was a big missed opportunity. There's a story there. Yeah. There's a story yes. about a kid and his dad and. and have notes. Yes. Yeah, there is a big missed opportunity. Um, the girl who's trying to get away from her overbearing parents. Now, I'm sorry, nobody shows up at the dirt track all posh and proper with their little gloves. And Did he right. have a fucking right. monocle on? Yeah. <laughs> he might as well have if he didn't. It's like, wow. Yeah, you know what, dude? I do think he had a monocle or he had those two little... Yes, it was out. like... Uh, what? Dirt track. That's... The, the good for me was, uh, <laughs> uh, what's the guy's name? Da, 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 da. Dave Madden, the guy who, who was Big Bubba. Yeah. The car, guy whose car was stolen. The Partridge family's manager. That's who he was. It's like, why do I know this guy? He was a big voiceover guy, really good actor. I've seen him in other stuff. Yeah. And I'm sure he did it because he knows he knew Corman and them. I mean, oh, yeah. it wasn't a bad role for him. He, sad enough. He was the best part of that movie. Yep. The the plot would like you said the plot. I like the idea of the plot that where where they could have gone with it, even if the kid would have just had an argument with his dad and then when went like, well, I'm going to show you, you know, I'm not as bad as you think I am. Yeah. But guess what? I am today. And jump in the car and take off by himself. I think it would have worked better. Growing up in the '70s when I grew up. I kept having in the back of my head that they were going to spoiler everybody lives, <laughs> but, but in the movie, 
I've seen so many movies that had the speed and the guys being chased that get killed at the very end. Yeah. They're trying to be pseudo comedies all throughout. And then all of a sudden they're dead. You know, um, that's what I thought was going to happen in this whole movie. I don't know why. Uh, maybe it was another movie I saw about the same time period that, you know, happened. But I was very happy that that's not what happened. That's the good. I have a list. <laughs> Fast Cars, Opie Cunningham, Dave Madden. I liked when they added more race cars because they ran out of cup cars. Because <laughs> they were all drunk. <laughs> I, I have that right here. <laughs> the best line. They all drive better when they're drunk anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the plot was okay. The main chase was okay. I liked the thought whenever they finally got it going. Yes. That everybody was, I mean, the cars were just flying down the road and going off cliffs and stuff. That was fun. Um, the cliff scene was funny. Yes. And like the ending. That's all the pro stuff. Yeah. Roger Corman being the producer, you just knew it wasn't going to be great. It's not going to win an Oscar. His movies can be entertaining and where you don't mind going back and watching it again. And then there's movies very much like this one where you're like, um, uh, not sure. Yeah. Not sure, Roger. I think maybe, maybe you should have just banked that money that you made for that movie. <laughs> yeah. The, the mannequins in the cop car or going down the cliff was, was great. <laughs> I've That's never seen bodies Corbin flop play. like that. It's Corbin all the way, though. Because you see where the car roll, where the hands are flopping yes. out. You see the car roll over on it. Yeah. So you're like, oh, that guy's got to be dead or he's going to have no. broken arm. And they just get up. It's like a, that was what I liked about this, this story, believe it or not, is when the car flips and everybody gets out and they're okay. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's kind of funny. Opie goes over the hill. He lands on the shed. He's about ready to go off. And the girl goes... Hit reverse! Yes. And he goes backwards, and everybody's like, how the hell did he do that? Stupid. <laughs> but it was kind of funny. <laughs> I mean, some of the other cuts just didn't make any sense. Um, what was the one? Oh, where he's trying to run to the house to get laid. Yeah. He thinks he's going to get laid. And they're just cutting it. Chop, chop. Yeah, chop, I don't know what... And I was like, why did they do that? They could have just showed him running to the house taking off his shirt and, you know, throwing it up in the air. That would have been funnier to me. Yeah. Um, but that's me. That's my sense of humor. <laughs> the, um, I didn't know what to think when they hit the Chinese restaurant and the front of the restaurant fell over. <laughs> you knew it was coming, though. It was a whole setup. You it was. Know, you knew it was happening. Like, it was like, coming. This is going to happen. But just the gibberish coming out of there. It wasn't even Chinese. It was... I was like, oh, my God. Oh, God. That hurt me. And I'm like, I'm not a child of the 21st century. I right. I people. But when I heard that, I was just like, oh, I'm offended for Chinese people. Yeah, I, I cringed at that. It's like. <laughs> why didn't you just get a Chinese guy that actually spoke Chinese? Yeah, why didn't you just have some Chinese people. Um, yeah, actually curse you out in Chinese. And then they've been fine. The cons. I have cons here. Mm. Uh. Oh, no, this is actually a pro. I should have put this one in the pro pro section. She may be fickle. That's the little blonde that he was after through the whole movie. But at least she helped him push the car. It was the go-go boots. 
Yes, in the go-go booth. And the hot pants. Um, the pants. Yeah. Um, I see why he stole the car. Yeah, she's the reason he stole the car. Absolutely. I mean, I get it. Um, <laughs> and she helped him lift all the milk bottles up on the back of the wagon. Yeah. Uh, the awkward cuts, though, I, I, I go back to the awkward cuts, were very disconcerting. Not sure why or where this was trying to take it. And the dialogue was... We'll just say horrendous. It I was. Feel, I have a feeling whoever directed it or, or Roger Corman or whatever didn't pay a lot of money to the script writer, A. <laughs> and B was like, you guys just, here, here's your area of what you're doing, and I want you to just go with it. Go. And everybody was looking at little Opie Cunningham going, well, you're the actor. And he's probably, he had, to that point, probably never did any kind no. of... No, and he had... Hell, it was all the Howards. Right. The dad was there. The brother. Well, the brother's always in him. Yeah. You can see Clint in and every. They did. Every, anything Ron Howard, Clint's there. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Clint loves it. That's, that's half that kid's career. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, I don't have much to say other than it was entertaining in the way that a train wreck is. Um, you can't stop watching. You got to see what happens next. It was so. The comedy was so forced. Um, yeah, yeah, that, that was, was a big problem for me. It, dad, it was painful. The dad was supposed to be funny in, in his humor towards, or his 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 aggravation towards his son, but it never came. Like you said, it came off very forced. Yeah. Uh, the guy with the shotgun. The what the hell? And the people are coming through the door and he's yeah. got the gun on. I'm like, that's not funny. That's that's, that's a you fire. I'm sorry. Like, there's funny. And I get funny. Like, if that would have been set up a lot better, that could have worked. Well, there was a lot but that... But that wasn't, it wasn't set up the right way for him to actually have the shotgun aimed at everybody. Right. It was... Me, uh... I mean, I looked at it and I was just like, that's... It's like they were trying to have a Barney Fife moment and couldn't. Yeah. And it just didn't. It didn't work in that aspect. Um, it just. I don't even know what I was going to say that was so disturbing with the shotgun. <laughs> and they put everybody in the uh, in the drunk tank. Yeah. For the waiting room. And I thought, okay, that could have been funny. If one of the women, or was like the woman or the guy, or somebody could have been miss. Uh, miss, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Introduced, I want to say. Maybe that's not the right word, but like, the like, if one of the women would have been thought of as a hooker, like mm. especially like the upper class. Woman, oh, that would have been perfect. The guy would have been thrown in there and been like, "Oh, hey, you're so," and knew her name and everything and how much she charged. That would have been funny. That could because then that would have been a whole setup for that stupid place for them to be right but there was nothing really in there going on like if one of the guys would have been a john to her hooker or vice versa what you know i don't know they just there was just a really big missed opportunity in that drunk tank yeah for all those people to be in there for no reason and they they could have made it funny and just like they forgot about it or that, something. see that's that's the perfect extension to the title eat my dust colon it could have been funny <laughs> I mean, it, it could have been a lot of things. It could have been a lot of things. That, like yeah, I said, that yeah. story had potential. Yeah, there like if they was, did it now, yeah, 
I can see it being remade now. Absolutely. Uh, it could be a serious of, movie. Because I think it was supposed to be Mississippi. Ah. But that was awfully much California Hills. Oh, yeah. I don't have problems I got in Mississippi. No. But I I felt like that's where they were trying to say this thing was taking place. Yeah, with why? I may be wrong, but that's the feeling I got. But you're looking at the California Hills going, uh, the MASH helicopter should be flying over that mountain anytime now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it was it was kind of weird. Why the rebel hat, the Confederate flag belt buckle? And... The Confederate flag belt buckle didn't bother me. That's Well, it was that just was weird because... Would, would you have seen that in because it clearly wasn't Mississippi to me I never even got that impression because it was it didn't look like Mississippi but yeah but I, I don't know that's just kind of what hit me yeah um, I, they never said what state they were in no he's wearing the, he's wearing the hat but he doesn't have the symbol on top no of it's just completely blank hat yeah which is I guess okay but if you're gonna go if you're gonna go that far go the rest of the way in my opinion yeah. um the belt buckle didn't bother me, but that kind of set it in the south. Right. I'm assuming that it was supposed to be. Maybe that's why I, I spotted. Maybe the belt that is. Something, and I was just like, "Oh, this is a bunch of hillbillies." Okay, Mississippi. You know that? I don't know. <laughs> they never said that's the problem. They never told me where this guy <laughs> play. I got, and this happened all before, but I couldn't help but watch this and think of the Dukes of Hazard. Yeah. Like, I kept waiting for them to go, like, halfway in the jump and go, well, old Clyde knows what he's doing. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was the setups, everything was just as bad. So I think I think this was an inspiration for the Dukes of Hazard. Or vice versa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this was 76, right? Yeah, Dukes of Hazard didn't yeah. come out until, like, 80. My dust, 1976. Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give my recommendation. I'm just gonna jump the yeah jump the shark and give my recommendation. Yeah, it's a miss. You could miss it and never never feel bad about it. If you do happen to watch it, just know it's a bad movie and enjoy it for what it is. <laughs> yeah, that's Roger Corman movie that he produced and did not even bother directing. It was so bad. <laughs> I, I will second that. It it is a miss. Um, do I regret watching it? No. Um, it took some alcohol to get through it, uh, but it, it could have been worse. Uh, it was. It's funny. It's one of those that I really don't like. It. It's probably one of the worst movies I have ever seen in my life. But yet I would watch it again, and that's tells me something. It was entertaining, but as a movie, as a story, as all the parts and pieces, it didn't work. It was just a mess, man. It's kind of like what you and I, I think we've talked about, like, whenever you have a good plot and it just falls apart on you. You have a good idea, but as you go, it's almost like they shot it in bits and pieces. And they're yes. like, well, now what can we do? Well, now what, now what road can we drive down? Oh, hey, there's a nice road over here. Let's go, guys. They you did that I mean? with the story and with yeah. the film, actual filming. It's like, ah, exactly. let's go this way. You know, so it's... Uh, I mean, at least whenever you you sit down and I go with you just to wander around in the woods and shoot uh, Donnie Jones, we kind of know what we're going to do. We, you know, you're yeah. like, hey, let's do this. And then, oh, hey, we'll do this. And then, oh, hey, we'll do this. Okay. We can do that over there. We can do that there. We can do that other thing over there. Okay. 
I don't think they had that much planning. They didn't. <laughs> and the difference between others and this movie is the stuff that doesn't work ends up on the cutting room floor. They never cut anything. I think they just used whatever they had. Or there was the, if they did, they wouldn't have had anything. I think, I think you're right. It's like if, if the editor would have been allowed to actually throw all the editing out that he was doing, they would have. Had but he may not have had enough footage. This just may have been what he had, and it's like because yes, everything felt like a first shot. Yes. Thank you. That's that's the perfect way of putting it. Everything felt like. Okay, go action. All the way down to the Let's dialogue, go. everything. Like, it was. Wait, I you know I was standing in the wrong spot. No, it's okay. Let's go. All right. Okay, how about the guy with the broken leg jumping out of his bedroom window and grabbing his shotgun to get some pheasants? Yeah, like you don't get much more hick than that. And I think that's probably why I was just like, okay, they're trying to make these guys all Southerners. But that's the problem, and that's why it didn't work. Jump out of their bedroom with a shotgun. Yeah, (laughs) it was people thinking they knew what Southerners and Hicks would be like. Exactly, and it became a caricature. That that's a Roger Corman spot on moment. Like, oh, I have no idea what I'm talking about. Let's write about it. (laughs) Look here, Roger. Why don't you just sit down? Take your mess. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, we both agree it's a miss. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's not, not the Death Star hitting Tatooine or, or, or Alderaan or whatever other planet <laughs> they decided to blow up. No, they didn't blow up Tatooine, did they? Boy, we're Alderaan. Yeah. No, let, me re- let me redo that. It's definitely not Darth Vader's. No, that's not right either. I want to do that again. Hold on. <laughs> It's definitely not the Death Star hitting all the wrong. No. Okay, you should have had a better reaction. <laughs> That's how it felt. It, it, it was millions of souls screaming out when I watched this movie. Yes. Um. <laughs> Perfect. I just did the Isaac. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to check us out next week when we review 1976's The Devil's Express.